I'm here with Christy Slade of, uh, what company do you work for? All Australia. All out of Waterloo, Ontario. Out of Waterloo, Ontario. Um, Christy is a drywall finisher five years now. You're um, in the union. In the union, right. So did you start out, were you an apprentice in the union? Uh, no, actually, um, when I called, I actually called the union when I was 17 years old, but it wasn't a right fit for me then. And then uh, five years ago, my dad took me, we rented a cottage in some small city and we went to his friend's cottage and I seen a plaque on the wall. He was a retired guy, union paper. I got talking to him. He gave me the local rep's number in Hamilton and I called him up. Nice. Now I'm a union person. Also, okay. I was an apprentice. Uh, that's how I started. I started out in mobile homes, but uh, when I was corrected one time and stop me if I'm wrong, but I would always call myself a taper and the union guys specifically would say, you're not a taper, you're a drywall finisher. So yeah. do you get that? I did the same. I did the same. <laughs> I say taper, drywall finisher. Whatever. You, you, here on the Drywall Podcast, you can call it whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I've always, uh, there, there was a level of pride in, I know in the union, we always wore whites. Like we never wore. We don't jeans. care. I don't know where you're located, but um, I actually just changed. But here in Ontario, we can wear whatever we want. Okay. As long okay. as we look professional. Absolutely. This was Portland, Oregon. Gotcha. Only painters wear white here. Only painters. So you guys don't you guys don't want to get mistaken for a painter. No. <laughs> um, so, but we were talking specifically about you transitioning from being a chef to a drywaller, and I was asking why why would you choose to go do drywall? Um, did you do it for like a week, and you liked it? Um, is it the mud? What is it? Um, I, well, like I said, when I was 16, 17, my sister was dating a taper and, uh, we all kind of hung out together and everybody knows I'm hyper as hell. So who knows? Maybe they thought, Hey, she'd be great. Um, the owner, Brad Boy, uh, he just asked me, he's like, Hey, you want to join our drywall company? And like I said, I already dropped out of high school, started cooking in nursing homes with my mom, cooking in restaurants everywhere. Um, yeah. So when he offered me that job. I was like, yeah, I was hungry for knowledge. Anybody who wanted to teach me something, I was game. Well, that's cool. But I mean, you got into you got into drywall, you know, to taping. And I mean, it's it's like hard work. It ain't for everybody. So what, you know, I feel like there's a vetting period where um, you either, it'll like either take you in or it will spit you out. So <laughs> what was your experience with that? I, uh, you know what, growing up, it was, I would get to the point where I'm like, I hate it. I hate taping. I'm never doing it again. Yeah. Go back to cooking. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, extra money, side job, side job. You can never get away from it. Once you start taping, you're, you're gone. You're just done. It, it takes, it takes you over. Kind of, kind of. Was the money a, a factor? Did you make good money in the union up there? Uh, yeah, well, I wasn't in the union until about five years ago, so not until about 28, 29. But, um, yeah, you make your money on side jobs, and then, right. okay, you don't make a lot of money, right. and it was just so easy to go do a side job here or there, and 
everybody knew I did it. So everybody always asked me and it just never escaped it. Right. How many people work for, say really quick, the company that you work for and uh, how many employees are with that company? So I'm with Aulis Drywall. Um, there's probably maybe about 20, 25 guys. The drywallers are non-union. The tapers are union. That's just how it works up here in the Tri-City area, mostly. Okay. Um, yeah, but they're like my family. I love these guys. Of course. Are you the only girl on the team? Yeah. Right. So they protect you. They like. Well, I protect some of them. No, I mean, I guess they protect me, but I'm pretty strong. Like, I'll put them in headlocks once a while. That's right. That's right. <laughs> in case. Because the drywall, uh, the uh, construction site can be an unruly place for. Uh, even, even like, you know, uh, uh, there's, there's men, you know, that I've worked with that just can't hack it, man, you know, and the dry and construction guys are unruly. They'll zero into those guys and just like tear them apart, like rabid dogs. Yeah. Um, have you experienced anything like that? You seem pretty friendly though. You probably get along with everybody. Um, actually, uh, when I started in the union, uh, well, the first company, I would say probably near the end of the first company was a little tough. I feel like when you come in and you're young and happy and hardworking, it, it can be cutthroat a little bit. Some yeah. of the core guys and journeymen, they, yeah, it, it can be a little cutthroat, but you just got to stick with it and um, just stay happy and just show up every day and work and they eventually accept you. Right, right. They accept that uh, your personality your personality because yeah yeah there's there's some disgruntled old school dudes i remember there was some dis disgruntled and they were they were tough to be around you know yeah. and they didn't yeah. they didn't want to see other people being happy yeah specifically yeah. <laughs> and um i don't know about you but i always liked the mud i always enjoyed it i'm a First generation. So you're you are first generation drywall yeah. finisher. Okay, that's kind of cool. Does your family is your family like what what is the matter with you? Why are you? Why did you pick this crazy trade? My mom, my dad are like the toughest, hardest working people. My dad's an iron worker, like old Parkdale gang from Hamilton back in the day. Oh, my he's super proud. Like, yeah, he's so super proud. I wear a hard hat every day. Nice. Um, Nice. My mom, she was a butcher chef. My mom was a hard ass. She's like, looks like me, runs a million miles per hour, chef, runs a nursing home, and she's right. just tough as nails. Nice. Really yeah, nice. So. And um, the girls in the trade have been getting some traction. I mean, for quite a while, uh, you've got, what, the taping queen and... You know, there's a there's a whole gaggle of of, of you guys out there. And Shorty, Leah Pollock. Um, yep. So there's two muddy girls. Um, one's in Peterborough, one's in the states. Uh, the Gilbert sisters, Alice. Uh, she's in New Zealand. Yeah, those uh, drywall chicks. Jessica, she's the the drywall chick. Oh, there's so many cool chicks. So yeah. yeah, yeah. There should there should uh, there should be like a convention or something. Yeah, um, that'd be pretty cool and um it's it's cool that uh trim text is is sort of highlighting highlighting the girls with this uh you know women in the trade it's it's very cool i worked with a girl back in the day uh in crested butte colorado 
Cheryl. And yeah, she was awesome. But she was the only girl I ever worked with. <laughs> it's rare to see, like, I rarely see a woman on a job site. Yeah. Usually electrician, mostly electrician. But I do know a lot on social media and yeah. now in my area. Neat. Neat. And you're, you're on a job there. It looks like you've got, uh, looks like you've got maybe, maybe that, but is that a stand up? Did you stand yeah, that sure. up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm running all my machines today. My box, my K&M tubes. Yeah. I got my North Star box, K&M tubes. I got my Columbia nail spotter, my Marshall Town Charles. I am not leaving this job for them today. Nice. We will we'll have to, uh, you know, the the all the hand finishers maybe that will be listening will be will be gritting their teeth. But we're gonna have hand finishers on soon, and you know, we'll, hand too. you're a hand I'm finisher too. Oh yeah, I'm right old school. My Marshalltown Charles like this big. Nice, nice. So, so how do you decipher whether or not you're gonna use the box on this tool or hand tools? Is that like? the boss man telling you exactly what you need to do or do you make that call um actually uh usually hourly tapers don't run machines um i have my own i choose to just because i need to get this job done fast and i can do a lot more from the ground with my machines and then all my trowels and skimming blades i have a level five skimming blade i use that for all like the bad butt joints and like all the patches and buffalo patches and different things yeah, you're uh, you're looking around as you uh, as you talk. Is it is it possible for you to move your camera so I can check out the job you're working on? Let's see it. <laughs> oh my gosh, drywall yeah, days. Yeah, this is only part of it. This is a smaller job. Um, so I was running my boxes on here, but up there you can see yep. there's some like bad patches i'm gonna have to float that out so i ran all my box earlier so that would pack up so that when i'm coating the butt joint above it it will just go smoothly that's part of my setup good tactic uh you like my north star multi-box with my name on it shut up yeah yeah north star will put a will etch your name on it if you ask ah i did not know that that is fantastic that's a christy slade special right there (laughs) <laughs> and that's what I say when I do like my mint job, like three coats, like yeah. I call the slate special. Yeah, you got that that box. I would call that box the green machine. It is a green. Do you know yeah. what the multi box is? Mm-mm. Two boxes in one. Okay, so let's see it really quick. Because so it's got two attachments. It's uh, a twelve and a fourteen. So let's see, this is the fourteen attachment. All right. So I got my 12 on here right now, but you just pop this off and you pop this one on and it goes to a 14. That's pretty cool. Is that specific to, is that specific to North Star boxes? Yes. Yeah. North Star started this. That's very cool. All right. Pretty, pretty original by North Star. I don't know too much about the, um, like I've been, I ran, I, I ran all the tools, but I've been just doing the color for 17 years now. Like the color, um, you mean painting? Like color joint compound, like, you know, like fresco. Oh. Like uh, that's all I do is. Is that like a, a colored plaster? No, um, 
like, so I don't know if you know this, but I developed and started Fresco Harmony from, and Fresco Harmony is a color line for drywall mud. So okay. one, one color pack, which is eight ounces, mixes with a box or bucket of regular all-purpose lightweight joint compound. And I use that to make walls look like plaster. And then we seal it with acrylic. So uh, I thought of doing that. That is so cool. And I actually wanted to do these big, like um, like an accent wall and the plaster and texture it, mm -hmm. add paint to the mud or paint it afterwards. But right. But I, I would, so, so I've been developing this for seven, 17 years. Um, uh, Did I talk to you about this before? Uh, no. <laughs> sure. I remember talking to some guy with some colored plaster, maybe. Maybe, maybe we chatted about it. Um, you can go, you can go on Fresco Harmony YouTube and there is over 65 videos spanning like 15 years of me doing colored joint compound walls. I've done over a million square feet. Wow. wow. And that's all we do. <laughs> yeah. That's why I bet you make some money doing that. It's okay. It's a, there's inherent challenges to there's inherent challenges to selling it. That's a big deal. We get a lot of requests from Canada, and I'm not selling up there yet because we're uh, we're um, there, there's a challenge getting into distributors up there and the border and all of that. So that's going to take some time. Um, who? CGC. CGC. Yeah. I use certain teeter CGC, but CGC, like I've been using that brand since I was like 17. I love that stuff. It's just oh, really you're talking about the mud specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I use a uh, sheetrock, but that there was strategic purpose behind that because sheetrock is available. Um, it's more universal. So yeah. all, all purpose sheetrock. So, so if you're doing color, it opens up a Pandora's box. So if I color a batch of mud, it's going to vary from like one brand to the next. Now you can use, you can use whatever mud you want, but the base, the base colors drift from one, from one batch to the next. So you could ask me anything about coloring joint compound and I can like from patching to textural techniques to anything. I mean, it's the most efficient, cost-effective, system for like plastering your walls on the market currently it's and you do it as like a, a decorative wall is that what you're doing yeah um all this wall behind me is colored joint compound <laughs> my whole house that's awesome let's see wow that's all colored joint these ceilings were popcorn and really? these walls, so i went right over textured painted wall no problem that's amazing i love that is there like a, is it smooth? Is it flat or is it textured? Yeah, I call it like an imperfect smooth. It's not like a perfect. I'll give you a little tour because I use some specialty corner bead. Um, I'm on my laptop, so it's a little bit more challenging, but like in here, this that's is- corner bead? That's, uh, that chair rail is um, uh, step bowl. Uh, return. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. Nice. Oh, and wow. then that's that's joint compound, and then that's etched. 
That's beautiful. And then you can see this is Fresco Harmony. You're an artist. Yeah, this is an old piece. So a lot of the color joint compound stuff came from creating art, like really old. Awesome. Um, yeah, we call it our work drywall art. Um, but uh, that's neither here nor there. The point was, uh, and I can edit all this out or whatever. We keep it in. I mean, some of the... So, so this, this podcast is sponsored by Fresco Harmony. This is a way to meet drywall professionals, get your story, but also like, you know, promote this system and brand and product that I developed, you know? Yeah, that's cool. I hope it comes to Canada. I would love to try this stuff. Yeah, we can, <laughs> we can get some up to you. Um, right now, I just had a person inquire from Australia but I've got a buddy who has a page on eBay and I'll share it with you. And uh, maybe we can get some up to you that way. It seems to work. Okay. He's, he's like, he sells stuff all over the place, but he can get stuff out through uh, eBay, which is interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, so for 17 years, I've been developing this thing and it's taken me away from the actual, you know, work. But before I left, I was in Colorado and um, running all the tools and the bazooka and stuff like that. And we would do a heavy hand texture up there with a pool trowel. Yeah, and, I got a pool trowel. I like it. Cool. Yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't dig in. So all of the fresco is done with pool trowel, 14 by 14 inch by by four. Have you ever seen um, the advanced equipment radius offset knife? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, old Richard Icefeller. He he was yeah. tried yeah. to he he was going to send me one, but he never sent me one. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's all over. Uh, some people some people use the uh, some people use knives. Um, we, I use, I would use like a knife, a pan, a knife, if I was finishing corner bead or running drywall or doing patches on specific patches. But, um, when I went to Colorado, I got familiar with the Hawk and trowel and specifically the pool trowel for texturing. And then I really like the Hawk and trowel though. I mean, I use Hawk and trowel ever since I was younger. Yeah, always yeah. marshaled down, always marshaled down. Yeah, but, Canadians, uh, Canadians use the uh, the hawk and trowel, and it's I think it's hyper efficient. But I use knives too. I use everything. Okay. I have a mix of every tool down there: knives, offset <laughs> knives, trowels, you name it. So why would you why would you do why would you use a hawk and trowel over a knife? And a give me a give me a scenario where you would use a hawk and trowel versus a knife. Because well, like uh, a butt joint, but. Because I feel like the knives can be really flexible sometimes, so sometimes they'll concave stuff. I feel like because the trowels are stiffer, like it just gives you like I don't know, it just makes it flatter. You can build it up nice, but I do like the radius offset knives. It yeah. just depends. If you're really good with them, I think you could do the same finish for both. I feel like the knives are really good for blending. Um, yeah. Depends on what I'm doing. But yeah. Trowels. Yeah. Wiping down is probably better, right? Be yeah, I, I don't know. I just I mean, wiping. I know people. That, go ahead. Sorry. I know people that use knives and they're really good with them. Um, like wiping down behind the bazooka. Yes. 
yeah like pain in that yeah yeah yeah. um i couldn't imagine using anything else to wipe down besides an eight inch but you know hey that's me you see all kinds of weird stuff on the social media and a lot of times you gotta you gotta bite your tongue you know if but a lot of times too if i'm open then it's like i can learn new things and uh see how somebody's doing doing stuff and try new things um it seems like the go ahead i seen a guy uh in my first union company and he was using a trowel and he coat the bevel put the tape on and then he wiped it in with the trowel and i think he did that to like really fill the bevel because they only do like two coats and commercial right they just do like a level three okay and then how, how do they finish over that so so that would just be his tape coat but the bevel would be really nicely filled and then he would do two coats over top of that so it's almost like a a cheat coat the first time which we do with our eight inch type anyways no i'm saying how do they how would they finish that wall is it just painted or do you texture then oh we don't texture you guys don't texture so just ceilings maybe just ceilings but so how i mean doesn't that ban flash if if you're not texturing over like a level three or like you're just so badass that it like doesn't show up no we're pretty good Uh, huge thanks for coming on here uh this is kind of what i want to get into with the drywallers i mean i think this is the conversation that drywallers would like and appreciate right Um, you know, I want to take what's happening in the groups and, um, and create that into a show where we can sort of talk about, you know, what, you know, what you like, what you don't like new tools, you know, techniques. I think that's really interesting to me that North star with the interchangeable blade. That's super cool. Um, They have the eight to 10 too. I gotta get that. Like sponsorships or, um, uh some of the tools throwing stuff at you how does that work like you've got a pretty decent following um women in drywall uh are you sponsored by any of these tool companies do they are they constantly clamoring to get you to try new tools do you charge Uh, them for that service how does that work honestly i I don't care i don't need money from anybody um for me it's all about the relationships and the connections and the tools uh Smart. I work with Can Am, uh, Wolfgang's the owner. They are awesome. I love their tubes and flusher system. Their tubes are so versatile. And uh, yeah, I really like working with them. So they kind of, they pulled me out over uh, the last couple of years, gave me some tools and different things and um, trim text too. Sure. And Columbia recently, I did some work with them and they gave me the nail spotters and I made some videos and yeah, yeah. Yeah, had, had you used had you used a nail spotter up until that point? Yeah, I used one when I was younger. Yeah, I ran machines when I was younger here and there, but mostly just hand finishing. And then I got my first own box uh, months ago. I would say my North Star box, but I have run machines on and off. They just weren't mine. Right. Well, there's schools of thought around the nail spotter. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a valuable tool and can save a lot of time, but it's like a second coat, third coat tool. Yeah. 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 You know, you got to do it by hand the first round, especially if you have crap. I like, um, the first coat, like on ceilings, I feel like 
I can maneuver that. That saves me time. But I do agree. Like I did the first go by hand. I see uh, Phil from PRC taping. I think he does all his boats with his nail spotters and his nails look men. So I bet he, he has good hanger though. Like if you got hack hangers like down yeah. here, <laughs> you might want to do You're going to be costing yourself a lot of time. Uh, they do, but I learned, I feel like I learned proper smooth finish in the union um, I agree. and i learned how to use the tools and those guys were effing good like yeah yep. that was my experience <laughs> yeah like i always used a curve trowel before i joined the union for years when i joined they, they threw it in the garbage and like get rid of this thing use a flat trowel this is how you do it uh rick cliff guard taught me he's like you know smooth each side and then smooth it like butter and yeah. whatever I yeah. haven't used a curved trowel since, but it, not saying they're handy too, but I just don't use them now. What does that mean, a curved trowel? So like, you know, it's just got a little bit of a curve on it. So it just gives you a better fill, almost like the box does. Okay. But now I just do it with a flat trowel. I don't know. I couldn't get it at first when they first taught me. Before, I only used a flat trowel for a finished coat. Okay. now I use it for first, second, and third. Nice. Now, when I moved to uh, Arizona, I like threw caution to the wind and moved. I just split Portland and moved down to Arizona because I was tired of the rain and I wanted some warm weather. This was like 20, 23 years ago. Um, that, that was a, that was quite a rude awakening. <laughs> so, huh? Union, where are you part of? Uh, 480, 320. Was it UPAL? 320 in Port. It was actually the union that I was a, a part of because I lived in Washington. But a lot of people that live in Vancouver, Washington go across the river to Portland and will work for companies in Portland. So uh, 360, I think, was the local that I worked what was for. the union? In Vancouver. Was it UPAT, the painters in LA Trade? No, it was, I mean, it was a drywall union. Also, maybe you were part of like, well, the drywallers, they worked for the carpenters union. Right. They, um, I, I, yes, but I think that it was its own thing. And I think that, I think in our trade, the carpenters did the drywall and installed the corner bead, but the finishers did the finish and texture. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't affiliated with the plasters or anything. So I was I was a finisher and man, they were mean to me. It was like really hard, like six months of just carrying water buckets up flights of stairs and cleaning tools and moving scaffold. Like, Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> I didn't mind though, I like cleaning. Sorry. It didn't bother me. Uh, you know, I liked the hard work. I liked that the days go by quickly. And um, this is something that is lacking today. Are you finding that with your company, um, are, are you seeing new people interested in the trade or do you guys have to go out and like scavenge all these like new people if you want to get like apprentices involved? Um, I do see new people. Like I see young people all over the job site half the time. Okay. Uh, like new electricians, all kinds of young guys in their 20s. And um, I know, like, 
I talked to young woman apprentices around the world, and yeah, I've seen them popping up. It's 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 not a lot, but there's they're there. Good, good. And there is there an apprenticeship program for your union? Yes. Yep. There okay. Is. So you yeah, get like, they call them cubs down here. Okay. You, you get like. <laughs> Just ridiculous. They call them cubs. Uh, oh, you the premises cubs? Yeah, they call them cubs. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> At least you guys got a cute name. Here they call them call them something else. I don't know why, but it's like douchebags. Yeah, I don't know. No, they wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, they do have an apprenticeship. It's like a four or five year apprenticeship. I actually bypassed that. Right, that's what it sounds later. like. Yeah, but uh, luckily they, that doesn't happen very often. But because I worked for the two biggest non-union companies, when I called the local rep, I already had like 16 years experience. He's like, uh, oh, 14 years experience. He's like, yeah. He like, he's like, okay, we'll start you at 90% and go prove yourself. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I was 50%. And it oh, went wow. 50, 55, 60, 70, 80, 90 and a hundred over a three-year span. It was a yeah. three-year three program. And we had to go to apprentice classes once a week and learn about how to do drywall. <laughs> and, yeah. and I remember the apprentice classes, the instructor, you had to have your tools spick and span. Um, if there was like any mud, they would he would like send you home and you wouldn't get credit for that class. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he was a real he was a real mean dude. But that's actually the union is where I discovered color. And really? that is that's actually when I started and I started creating colored art, colored joint compound art, like three-dimensional okay. relief art. And and then it went from there. Yeah, here we use colored mud for like touch-ups. And right. uh, so sometimes they'll use it to like they'll cope for to know what step they're at. Yeah. Or they'll use it to see where the bad spots are showing through. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting. I tell people like I do a color joint compound system and they're always confused. They're like, well, why would you color the mud if you're going to paint it? And <laughs> I get that a lot. And it's like, no, no, no. The mud's beautiful. And it looks like, you know, it, it doesn't even really look like plaster. It has a very muted feel. It, it's, you know, we use a sealer, but it's very chill. Um you know, and the house looks really nice. Yeah, it's not like uh, it's not it's not super shiny, you know, but it's still a pain. It's a lot of work, um, but yeah. it's it's very cool. It's very fun. Yeah, I've done just about everything you can do with colored mud. That is so cool. I I can't wait. Honestly, there's so many creative things that I want to do that <laughs> I just haven't had time to do. And then the cooking thing too. I have another Instagram account called Simply Slade that I haven't launched yet. And I make oh, cool. my products and everything. I just haven't launched it yet because I've been so busy. Yeah, tell me about that. Simply Slade, if you want, if, if you want to keep it under wraps, that's cool. But uh, that, oh, that stuff interests me. Before I had all my food, like everything I make, like sushi rolls, I can make all kinds of sauces from scratch, everything. Like my mom taught me how to cook turn anything into something. And uh, I just love cooking from scratch, all different cultured food. And I had that all on my drywall page and it's like, well, you know, maybe I'll separate it. So I thought yeah. it's simply slave. And then I also make uh, face scrubs from scratch and different stuff. I like eating organic and all natural. I just, 
Slate. I like it. Um, that's a great name. What's your What's your angle? What do you want to achieve with? Uh, and so you're going to start with an Instagram page. Are you going to do like a YouTube page so you can post your videos and stuff? I might. I might. Um, what's my angle? Uh, I just want to show people good food. You know, a lot okay. of people they think that you could just do these quick fixes and stuff like that. But I honestly think eating healthy and you know uh, cooking for yourself and cooking from scratch it goes a long way, especially with the prices of everything going up. Like it's a way to go. You know. Yeah. And, you want to eat good food that you enjoy and then you can make it how you like it. Sure. Yeah. I've been working with a nutritionist for 17 months now. He gives me macros, uh, carbs, uh, protein and, um, fat. And so he gives me all the meals throughout the day and it increases your uh, metabolism, but I cook all of the meals. Um, and then my wife's always been into organic. I grew up not eating healthy, but we now, you know, we still eat crap, but like, you know, we eat uh, like all, all the stuff is like, like, you know, a lot of people, like we use maple syrup, you know, <laughs> like people, people buy it. People buy like maybe Mrs. Butterworth, you know, and yeah, log no, cap. it's got to be real maple syrup or get lost. Yeah, but like people that like I did not come from that school. I came from Mrs. Butterworth's school, and like when you first try maple syrup after eating the sugary processed stuff, it doesn't taste good. You know, it's different, and so even like the peanut butter, you know, all natural, like eggs, try to get natural. Um, right. Huh. Oh, if I can. And I mean, you know, I have a sensitive enough palate now where, yeah, you can really tell if you got a buddy with chickens and you could get eggs from them, you can tell the difference, especially hard boiled or amazing. You know, yeah. there's no comparison. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so we're, we're kind of organic here. Um, I, I love, and, and I've gotten more, uh, interested in the topic of food this is what we're putting into our bodies you know it's pretty important we have to stay healthy honestly especially in this trade like i want to enjoy my retirement one day and like i'm living life now but you want to stay in good shape i try to work out i've been slacking lately i a lot's been going on but usually i work out a lot and jogging and i but i do eat healthy every day every day and then maybe on the weekend i'll have like a cheat meal and yeah. You'll have something junk food, maybe, but um, yeah, yeah, you feel better when you're putting good things in your body. This is a machine, right? You got to feel the machine. Absolutely. It always yeah. reminds me of like Tiger Woods. Like, he came along, he was a phenomenal golfer, but like, he worked out and took care of his body. And you got all these, like, you know, out of shape you know, cigar smoking golfers walking around. And I think he really, he really shifted, he sort of shifted that sport around because of his, uh, you know, his uh, diligence to health. And that that's what I think about in drywall as well. When I was younger and running really heavy on houses, like, uh, um, that was a that was an attribute drinking lots of water not smoking not drinking like these types of things you know i got to be careful with that because i definitely want to have the you know not all dry not all drywall is your health nuts you know um i like beer i do really like beer but um i gotta lay off for a little while right now on my stomach it's just not a lot of carbs a lot of carbs there with the beer yeah yeah 
So my my brother-in-law is on the same diet. This guy's like a nutritionist. He's also a fitness. He he was an Olympic Olympic coach for weight weightlifting. And so he does the nutrition, but he also does like fitness. Um, but yeah, my my so I don't drink at all. So I don't have that part. I eat a lot. I love sugar. So that's challenging. But uh, my brother-in-law, he he likes he likes the beers, and so that always gets in the way of the diet a little, you know, a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm not such a big sweet person, but sometimes I'll make a homemade ice cream with a dark chocolate almond milk, peanut butter, bananas. <laughs> <laughs> well, being a good cook is a blessing and a curse because you can like whip up some. Probably, do you bake a lot? Uh, little bits here and there. Every woman in my family is a chef, by the way. I'm living with my mom currently in Hamilton, so she makes me a gourmet meal every day. Right. I'm so lucky. And the then I cook on the weekend. Gatherings at the Slade household are just chock full of wonderful food. Wonderful food, lots of loud voices. You never yeah. know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. So you, so Christy Slade is busy. She's a busy person. To dry, you do the drywall finishing. That's your full-time job. You cook. You're starting this Instagram page, which I I encourage you to really like flesh that out, and make it happen because that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but you said you're like you're too busy. So I mean, so what else are you, what else are you up to that just keeps you super busy? Is it the drywall stuff? The just lately a lot of side work. I was hosting in Cambridge for two weeks. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do it then. But all my girlfriends out here like. Hey, we haven't seen you forever. Come party. So yeah, I kind of just yeah, been partying a little bit the last couple of weeks. But um, I do plan on launching that. Who knows? Could be this weekend. You never know. It should be a lot going on. A lot going on, and um, yeah, I've been having yeah, just a lot going on lately. It's just yeah. been hard. And when I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do it this time, and something happens. So I was just trying to get all these side jobs done and free up my time. Like I always say, I'm going to get swamped again. You have to be careful with those side jobs, man. Those are, I mean, they make money, but they're a real time suck. Uh, One thing that helped me was throwing out, I call it a hat over the fence philosophy, where if you have a launch date or something that holds you to, you know, being accountable, Yeah. yeah. So I posted on drywall hand finishers. Like I'm going to do a podcast. And I've seen that. I logged into Facebook the one morning. I see that. I'm like, hey, because Bill, because he just started that. We've been talking about it for over a year now. It was awesome. Yeah. Frankly, I had to tell you. And I messaged Bill and I'm like, hey, this guy wants to do this too. And this it's similar, to be honest with you. Similar. I listened to his, I listened to all of his podcasts and I even talked to him on the phone and he's a great guy. And it's just, there's so much cross pollination there and it's like just such wide open water that it doesn't matter i think the more podcasts the better um right now i think we all need to like start pushing the concept of podcasts because what's better to listen to on the job site you know i mean you've got music but these but these you know we're on the job site all day running tools and listening to the radio it's just a nice fit like to listen to people talk about drywall you know it just seems like it seems like a good idea i don't know maybe it's it, fun because we're all characters right so yeah. i can't wait to see all the other podcasts that you guys do because yep. it's just gonna be hilarious it will be amazing for sure so I had Paps was my first one yesterday and he was that's 
Yeah, I know who he is. He's, he's awesome. He's fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Super cool guy. Like uh, so nice. I love that guy. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so he's out of Brigham, uh, Brighamton, uh, New York. And so we talked about like working in New York and uh he was a Columbia Tools ambassador for a little while. So that was kind of cool, but just the nicest guy, you know, drywall alien. He's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love works- the aliens. I always like where's the aliens? Yeah. yeah. He cool. works uh he works solo though. I didn't know yeah. that. Like yeah. just just him, which is most uh of us tapers do. I mean, well, yeah. I do most of the time and then sometimes on big jobs we'll team up, but I don't know. Yeah. I was I was posting a lot about like okay, especially over COVID the last two years, every Saturday. I was asking somebody random on social media, what's your favorite food? Tell me anything. And I would create a meal and I would cook it on the fire pot, me and my dog. That's cool. I was, I was posting like all kinds of stuff. And then I just thought I'm going to separate the two, but um, I'm going to get back into that. And I just got a big egg smoker grill that I want to get set up. So, yes. so what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that? Oh, everything. <laughs> I don't know. I want to like smoke peaches, make some hot sauces. I want to, cook so many different things yeah 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 i have uh i have a little weber and um you know it's propane i but uh, i love like i grill most of the meat because i'll do a lot of meat for the protein stuff right now i have like pork pork tenderloin and i barbecue all that stuff man that's like yeah that stuff doesn't go on the stove (laughs) <laughs> it brings people together and it's so yummy and it makes us feel good you know i love it yep. there was a designer i worked with that said that you're not really um you 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 you're not friends until you break bread together so yeah i agree i like that yeah 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 it was uh, good good tips i've picked up a lot of good t- i get to work with like designers a lot and um you pick up really good, really good tips from uh, from the design community. Uh, Christy Slade with uh, she's uh, women in drywall, um, heavy social proud media union member, proud, proud, union, member. proud union member, heavy social media influencer, and uh, avid uh, chef. What do you? What would you say to the drywall community? If you had a, uh, if you had um, a billboard or a little bit of time to give a shout out and say something to the drywall community right now, what would it be? I would say, oh, to the drywall community. Sure. What would I say? <laughs> I don't know. There's so many funny things that come to mind. Um, <laughs> what did my brother say? One of my drywall brothers say earlier, he's like, keep it moving. <laughs> keep it keep, moving. Keep it moving. I don't know. I wouldn't say that to them. I don't know. God. That could go on a billboard. Keep it moving. Take care of business, man, like usual. I don't know. Yep. I'm cool. Bachman Turner over Overdrive. Oh, it's my favorite Bachman <laughs> well this has been fantastic uh is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to say or do you want to give a shout out to anybody uh on uh on social uh or in the drywall community i would like to oh my god the drywall community there's too many they're all so great all the women i would like to give a shout out to uh you pat and uh my international women's committee who um 
have shown me to grow, have helped me grow even more stronger passion for UPAT and the union. And they just make me fall in love with it more and more every time we meet. And also uh, Kick-Ass Careers, I've been working with them, Jamie and a mentorship program, they're awesome. So many cool people. And um, yeah, and all this drywall and my reps and everybody and my drywall brothers and everybody on social media, like, oh my God, the bean team, the bean team. And all the women at Trimcax and all the guys that I look up to, you guys have been freaking awesome and helped me push myself to get out there. And I, I just love everybody. Everybody's been great. So cool. Uh, Paps and I were talking about a rising tide. Rising tide lifts all ships, you know. And, and the drywall industry needs that. We need to uh, support each other. Yeah, and we do. There's like, you go on social media, all, everybody just was so supportive right away. Right off the bat, and pushed me to put myself out there. Especially Ben, Ben's uh, drywall. Uh, he's in uh, Vancouver Island. Oh, that guy. He was like a brother to me. Um, and the B team and all the women. Yeah, everybody's just been so supportive and they just make it fun, you know? Yeah. How cool How cool is, is it that social media allows us to like connect, you know, Albuquerque, New Mexico to uh, Canada, you know, and, and beyond? Like, it's super cool. Well, thank you very much, Christy Slade. Um, we'll we'll give your what's your uh, Instagram? Your Christy Slade on Instagram. Yeah. You don't have any. You don't have any spot in Facebook as well. Yeah, Christy Slade. Yeah, uh, I don't know. People call me a couple different names, but I haven't found any anything yet. You know, the original. And you have a YouTube page. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's your YouTube page? I'm Christy Slade. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, and, and but no website or anything like that yet. Uh, no website. Just uh, yeah, Chrissy Slade, and then the Simply Slade will be launching soon. And uh, there's so many things that I want to do. I just I'm always in like a million different directions. I want to do mm. everything. Nice. Well, I, I mean, uh, hopefully this podcast will go long enough that I'll get to circle back and uh, you know. And for you, Fresh Go Harmony. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for having me on here. It was really Absolutely. nice time with you. Absolutely. Well, everybody, I was going to say that everybody gets a Fresco Harmony hat. Um, if, if I was able to ship something up to you up there, and we can talk about this offline, but uh, uh, I, I would get you a uh, color pack and, um, you know, give you a little, we have little sample sealers, enough to make like a sample That's list. so cool. I would yeah, love I, that. I would make something out of that. Okay. If I, if I, if, if, you know, and when I can get, I'll, I'll ship you up something. So, all right. You have a, you have a fantastic rest of your day and, um, we'll catch up soon. Yeah. Nice. Nice talking with you. Have a good day. All right. Friday. This podcast has been brought to you by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony making walls great since 2004. Special thanks to Christy Slate, social media influencer, avid cook, and union member. Christy Slade, we are so appreciative of your time and energy today. Thank you very much, and we will see you next time. Be sure to catch the Drywall Podcast on Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, 
Podbean, and also Apple Podcast. As always, have a fantastic day and keep drywalling.